0: Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Welcome back to the Meyer Jensen Sports Open Line. Swing it along with the left. That's a grand slam for Yannier Molina. You bet!
1: This is Sports Open Line on JMOX. Tom Ackerman back with you for a little more pregame. Two games. We got Cardinals-Giants to keep an eye on, of course, at 9-15. Just before that, the Blues will face off against the Minnesota Wild. We're going to hear from a couple of Blues players here momentarily. Just to recap, the top news from the Blues is that Nick Letty and Robert Bortuzzo are out. Both Blues defensemen will miss Game 3 and they are getting a little bit better, according to Coach Craig Barubi, but not enough to play in this game. And then we'll see what the decision is on Marco Scandella. That is going to be a game-time decision, according to the coach, who we heard from last hour. Scandella, Bortuzzo, and Letty, that is a lot of defense that you're missing in this game against a good Minnesota team. A maybe for Scandella, but I don't know that you can count on that right now. So what you're looking at, a defensive pairing, Mikola and Pareko will be the top defensive pairing. You have Krug and Falk. Boy, they're going to play a lot. Rosen and Santini. And with those players out, got to get great, great play out of your forwards. They're going to have to hit and be outstanding defensively. Sato, O'Reilly, Perron will be the top line. Buchnevich, Thomas, and Tarasenko, a magical line all year long will be counted on to score, but Craig Barubi challenging that third line of Barbashev, Shen, and Kairu to do more offensively. You know that Shen can hit. Can he get it going offensively with Kairu and Barbashev? Torbchenko, Bozak, and Joshua are going to be that hard-hitting fourth line, and the Blues' Villehuso will start in net. We'll hear from some of the Blues coming up in just a moment. On the Cardinals' side, they'll have Jordan Hicks starting against the Giants. Alex Cobb is the starter for the Giants. He's 1-1 with a 5.40 ERA. Hicks 1-2 with a 3.65. This is all about how far can Hicks go in this game and then turn it over to the bullpen, which was terrific yesterday, jumping in in the sixth inning for Miles Michaelis. Take a listen.
2: Volante, kicks, fires, ground ball, left side of the infield. Arenado has it, throws to first, he got him. And the rookie, Palante, got out of the jam, leaving three on.
1: Big play there. and Kept it a 3-1 ball game. And then the Cardinals scored three runs in the seventh inning and another run late. Actually, four runs in the seventh inning and went on to win this game 7-1 over the Giants. Game two is tonight at 9-15. Let's check the scoreboard and see what's going on out there. The Blues and the Wild are tied at one in their best-of-seven series first round of the Stanley Cup playoffs. Right now, Boston trying to do some damage at home against Carolina, but the Hurricanes scored a power play goal, and at the end of one, it's 1-1 in Boston. The Bruins are on the ropes here in a little bit of trouble. They're down 0-2 in this series. Toronto and Tampa Bay. The Leafs go down to Tampa and take an early 2-0 lead, Five twenty-six to go in the first period in that one, and then the late game tonight Edmonton, and LA with that series tied at a game apiece. That one goes at 9 o'clock. Major League Baseball, let's look at some scores. White Sox lead Boston 1-0, Milwaukee up 2-0. The White Sox-Red Sox game is in the top of the third. They're in the top of the fourth in Atlanta with the Brewers leading the Braves 2-0. A lot of games postponed because of weather throughout the country. Dodgers-Cubs, Pirates-Reds, Royals-Orioles, Texas-Yankees. Mets, Phillies, Toronto, Cleveland, all postponed. The late games tonight, in just a bit, you're going to have Detroit at Houston, Oakland at Minnesota, Washington at the Angels, Colorado at Arizona, Miami at San Diego, Tampa Bay at Seattle. We'll take a quick break. We'll come back and hear from Pavel Buchnevich, And Ivan Barbashev, two very important players tonight for the St. Louis Blues. Chris Blair, general manager of Worldwide Technology Raceway, is going to be with us. We're a month out from the NASCAR Cup coming to St. Louis. And the Kentucky Derby is tomorrow. We will look at the field on the way this hour of Sports Open Line. Man, there's a lot going on. Tom Ackerman with you back in a moment on KMOX.
0: We go where you go. Eleven twenty a.m. ninety-eight point seven FM, KMOX.com.
3: dot um, Physicality is always a, always a thing. Um, you know they're built like that. Um, you know, we definitely have to match it or, or even bring it a little bit more. And, and uh, you're going to kind of see that throughout the series. It's a long series, and, and uh, teams try and wear each other down. And, um, you know, there's, there's scrums and hits, and, and uh, but that's kind of what makes playoffs fun, and uh, we all enjoy being a part of it.
1: I tell you he's my favorite player, Matt. That's Braden Shen. Uh, I, I don't play favorites normally, but my favorites number 10 on this team, I think he absolutely close second is the guy who will be on his line and that's Ivan Barbashev. Now those two must bring it tonight. Those two can hit like a truck, but I think most importantly, they're going to have to score or at least create some opportunities to score. That is very, very important for the Blues tonight. That's Braden Shen. Let's listen in. As Game 3 is tonight, Tom Ackerman with you on KMOX. We'll circle back to the Cardinals and the Giants who play at 9-15, pregame at 8-20. We're creeping up on and we got a lot of people coming downtown for Game 3, the Blues in the Wild at Enterprise Center. Here's Barbie. I mean,
0: what's the, the goofiest thing we can have just done in the locker room?
3: Mm-hmm. Uh can't say. I just, mm-hmm. just can't. <laughs> can't Everybody say it. He's funny. Yeah, he's funny, but I can't say it.
0: So, what about the game tonight for both you guys? What are some of the big challenges
3: for uh, I don't know. I just uh, I think it's uh, the home crowd. You know, the guys will be really pumped. Uh, we all know how, how good crowd is in St. Louis, uh, especially for the first game. Uh, you know, we just got to keep our emotions in check and uh, just got to go out there and play.
4: About you, Pavel. Your uh, like Barbie says, it's like a big crowd, like everybody except for uh, this time of year, and uh, we gotta handle our emotion and uh, play our game. We will be fine.
1: Pavel Buchnevich right there with Barbashev. Shen
4: is
0: bringing to the table what kind of energy that's giving you guys right now, at
3: least early in the games. Uh, it gives a lot of energy to a team. You know what kind of player he is, and uh, you've seen in the. In the previous playoffs run, uh, he always hits big hits too, and uh, he's that kind of player that uh, is going to bring energy, uh, some emotion, and uh, you know he's just a great player all around. And uh, you know it's uh, he's a big part of, he's a big part of our team, and uh, you know especially when he plays physical, so it's a big thing from him.
0: Pavel, did you guys? Your line specifically. Did you guys feel like you were bringing some more offense in the last game? Hope to carry that forward
4: here tonight. Uh, I think we played pretty good second game. We just created uh, some chances. It doesn't create enough in the first game, but we still got a 4 nothing win, so it doesn't matter. who we'll step up. Hopefully our line step up today and uh, give us a uh, to our team.
2: For both you guys, what are some of the things that you think you need to do to make life difficult for a
4: flurry? I you don't know, just be in front of the net, shoot more pucks. Uh, I don't know, he's good goalie, but we're pretty good players too. We can beat him, I don't know, just shoot more pucks and like, nothing special there.
3: Yeah, I agree. I think we just got to make it a little bit uh, difficult for him, uh, especially when uh, the puck gets on top, but we got to get in front, and, uh, you know, uh, a good screen will help us. Uh, that's what, the, this is something we were missing last game a lot. Uh, there was just uh, a lot of empty space in front of him, And uh, but uh, I think we're going to change it uh, tonight, so we're going to get in front of the net and uh, hopefully get some screens and, uh, you know, hopefully we'll get some goals from it. Again, this is Ivan Barbashev and Pavel Butchnevich before Game 3.
1: Why is that important? How how do things change in
3: in that area in front of the net? I think it's just like it's it's really important, uh, especially when there's a scream. There could be a lot of rebounds, and uh, I think our team is really playing really well uh, in front of the net, especially with the rebounds and stuff, so I think we just got to get there and, uh, you know, just uh, to make... uh, Hard on uh, F- F- Flurry, so he's a good goalie. He's gonna make some saves, but uh, we gotta get there, and uh, we, could, we just gotta do our job.
0: For, for both you guys, you, you, you're gonna be missing some of your top. Defense. What can you do as forwards to help the back
4: end? Uh, just step up before uh, in front of them to for check. Let the RD more time to break the puck up, and uh, you know we have a good defense, and uh, you know those guys. We had a chance to play those games and uh, I bet we're going to play pretty well today. Yeah, I mean, we just got to get uh, the puck deep and uh, we just got to play our game.
3: I mean, our team is really effective when uh, we get a deep and uh, go play physical, forecheck, uh, reload, and, uh, you know, yeah, we're missing some good uh, defensemen, but uh, uh, I feel like it's going to be more on forwards uh, to not uh, turn the puck over uh, for the most part. And... Uh, just uh, get a dip and go to work so
0: for both you guys uh
1: can you describe vladimir tarasenko's dangerousness and how you saw the goal the other night and you, you know him well what he brings to this team at this time of year
3: oh yeah, well, i i think he's just getting started you know uh i feel like he didn't have many chances in the first game but last game he we saw some improvement, so uh, he's been shooting more, and uh, hopefully he, he continues this way. And uh, especially the home games, I, I think their line's going to be buzzing, and uh, it will be really important for us. So for a team,
4: I just think he's uh, like you know everybody, every, everybody knows he's a really good shooter. We just have to give him the puck, me and Thomas, and like he's gonna score. Like he he scored last game, he got the crossbar, and you now it's. I feel today is going to be like couple, you
1: know. oh, a couple. Talking about Tarasenko there. say so he thinks players. he's going to get a couple. Is that what he said? All right, let's listen. To Here's Barbie and, and Booch. Yeah.
4: I like the emotions. Like, I like the physicality. Like, you can crush the guys. You know, we can crush you. like, it's like good emotions there. And, like, I like it.
0: Pablo, <laughs> did you know Ivan at all when, when you came here? And, and uh, what's he been
4: like as a uh, as a teammate and a player? I've been him with him in the two world junior championship. I played in saint Lama, I know he's a good player. Like can make plays, good physicality. You know, can you know can do anything. Like play center, play wings. You know, good player and uh, even better guy. Did he surprise you with all his goals this year? No. <laughs> I know he's gonna be a, hell of a player and like uh, just he have- got more time this year and like he produced.
0: And
3: Ivan, same question to you about Paolo. What, what, uh, what has he shown you uh, this year as a, as a player? Uh, I think he's, he, <laughs> when he got here, he changed uh, kind of a style of our play. You know, I think once he got here, there was, there's was there been way more passing. And, uh, you know, like let's, let's say like those uh, tick-tock goals. And uh, I think that's what he brought to the team. Uh, a really smart player. And, uh, you know, he's just been... Great all around, uh, physical sometimes, which is you know. Sometimes it's uh, kind of surprises me, but uh, no, he's been just a, a huge part for our team.
0: Pretty good headbutt uh, you saw early in the season.
3: Yeah, yep.
0: Uh, what, do, what do you thought about your guys' uh, game right now at Eastern Strength? In the first two games, do you feel like that's an area you guys
4: can improve? Uh, I think first game it's a tough, tough for us. I don't know. Second game, I, I I don't think like everybody talking. With, like, six two doesn't matter, but we clear bear team five and five is like we got scoring chances. I don't know. I think we play well five and five. We just give up. I don't know two three PK goals. So I don't know. First game we we score PP. Second game we score PP. Now hopefully we play more five and five and we can make a you know? Let's do a couple more
3: guys.
0: You guys kind of addressed this earlier, but just how can a home crowd, the emotion of a home crowd, how can that impact players on the ice?
3: I don't know. Well, but we all know we're going to come out hard and uh, physical, so that's what usually happens. But uh, we got to keep our emotions in check. So um can't be too
4: pumped up. And
3: um, I don't know. I I, I just, you know, Really excited for the game
4: tonight. Uh I just think it's like you know, you know, we play in many ways. like we we have a like a good hit, crowd going nuts, and like hopefully we got today like the same thing, like somebody crush someone and like a crowd give us emotion and give us momentum and we capitalize it.
1: Oh, they'll be ready tonight. I assure you that blues fans will be ready to go. We call that lathered up after they've uh, had a couple of pops. How long they've been going today. Hopefully everybody Ubered it down there. It is going to be nuts in there tonight. They don't play for another hour and 20 minutes. It's like an 845 start, I think. 830 is the TV time, but you know they're going to start a little later than that. That's Pavel Butchnevich and Ivan Barbashev before Game 3 tonight, the Blues and the Minnesota Wild at Enterprise Center. This series is even at a game apiece. Again, the big news out of there is that Nick Letty and Robert Portuzzo are not playing. No word yet on Marco Scandella. It is to be a game-time decision. You still have a while until that game starts to see if that defenseman is going to play. But the Blues could potentially be down three defensemen. That is not good. But... It was mentioned in that conversation with those two players, the four check, creating some room, allowing the defenseman to bring the puck up, hugely important, and making sure that the Blues are on top of Minnesota tonight in that fashion, trying to get themselves an advantage. And I think above all, this is number one on the list. Have to stay out of the penalty box. Absolutely cannot commit penalties tonight and get yourself on the wrong end of a power play. As good as the penalty kill was in game one. That doesn't last forever, especially when you don't have your defenseman, and you got to keep your legs. Uh, with Falk and Pareko and Krug too, they're going to play a ton tonight. There is no question about that. Tom Ackerman with you. Sports open line. We'll circle back to the Cardinals and the Giants who get going in about an hour and a half. Nine fifteen start for them. Little over, little under two hours away. We're going to discuss what's coming in the area of NASCAR. Kentucky Derby is tomorrow. We'll look at the field. Kentucky Derby is very popular here in St. Louis. We'll look at that. And I know a lot of people are heading over there, actually. It was just uh, looking on social media. Some of our fellow St. Louisans are making their way to Louisville. Easy drive. It's 727 Sports Open Line, downtown St. Louis. Welcome. Stay. Enjoy. Blues, Wild, Cardinals, Giants uh, in San Francisco coming up on KMOX with an 8:20 pregame. Back after this.
0: Welcome back to the Meyer Jensen Sports Open Live. Swing it along with the left. That's a grand slam for Yannier Molina. You bet!
1: This is Sports Open Live on KMOX. I love hearing those calls. John Rooney, Ricky Horton, they'll have the call coming up at 9.15. First pitch, John will call it. Alex Cobb will throw it. Jordan Hicks on the other end for the Cardinals from Oracle Park in San Francisco. I'm Tom Ackerman. Welcome back to Sports Open Line. We are here in St. Louis just up the road from us, just blocks away. The Blues and the wild getting ready to play game three. It's a good time. Good time to be a St. Louis sports fan. I'll give you another reason. NASCAR Cup Series coming to St. Louis, Madison, Illinois, to be specific, Worldwide Technology Raceway. We are just under a month, and the general manager of Worldwide Technology Raceway is Chris Blair. Joining us live, 7.33, how are you, buddy? What's going on? Well, I'm honored. I'm
2: actually, you know, part of the lead-in to a big game night. So I'm, I'm usually stuck somewhere else in the time slot. So I'm pretty impressed right
1: now. <laughs> so thanks, we, Bob. Absolutely. Well, we want to put you in front of all the fans that are stuck in traffic heading down here for the Blues and the Wild. Oh, and know. also those who are waiting around for some late-night Cardinal baseball. Uh, you're part of the sports scene, Chris. I mean, here we are: NASCAR Cup Series coming to St. Louis. It's a long time coming, wasn't it?
2: Yes, it is. And, you know, in the reality that it's less than a month away, it's, uh, uh, you know, there's that, you know, going through, making sure we've checked all the boxes and getting everything right and the excitement that's coming around on this, uh, you know, it's it's absolutely amazing. It's a great time to, uh, to be a race fan. And just for me personally, to, you know, 10 years ago when I first met Curtis and we started working on this project, I never thought we'd be at this point. So I'm kind of at that point where I'm just trying to slow down and take it all in and enjoy it while I
1: can, you know. That's a good way of looking at it, you know, soak it in and enjoy the moment. As much work as it is to put this together, you'll never have another first one, and you'll have a second one coming, but the first one is a great way to make an impression and also just to show why NASCAR came here and why St. Louis has wanted this for a long time. Let me start off with, it's June 5th, it's the Enjoy Illinois 300, but it's also an entire weekend of activity. Can you take us... Through what that looks like from the start.
2: Yeah, well, you know, it's going to start out early in the week with the uh, we're going to be unveiling a new uh, brew that we're working with with the folks from uh, AB, and uh, we're going to do that on Tuesday, and then we ripple right into a a fan fest at uh, Ballpark Village. Or, excuse me, uh, the first pitch. We're going to have Cole Custer throwing out the first pitch at the Cardinals game. That's on Tuesday. Uh, you know, we're going to have a charity event at the racetrack on Wednesday night, the laps for charity program. Then on Thursday, when it really is when it really gets heated up, uh, we'll have the holler parade where all forty NASCAR Cup haulers will go through the streets of uh, St. Louis and Bass Ballpark Village where we're having Fan Fest. Uh, you know, then on Friday it's uh, Richard Petty Appreciation Day. The first time cars will ever be Cup cars will ever be on the track at Worldwide Technology Raceway. Uh, so Richard Petty is going to be there to do the ribbon cutting and pace the field, and uh, then we're going to go uh, go into the program. Um, uh, you know, Then Saturday, uh, Friday night, uh, we'll have uh, our Cup Time STL Short Track Classic at uh, Tri-City Speedway, and a lot of the NASCAR guys are going to be racing over there. And uh, then Saturday, uh, Cup Qualifying, the Truck Series uh, race, the Toyota 200. And then Sunday, we roll into the big show with the uh, Enjoy Illinois 300. And in conjunction with all of that, uh, we do have the uh, – the uh, uh, musical acts that we're working on the the, uh, the it's going to be called the Confluence Music Festival. We're going to announce the lineup on that on Monday. Uh, we're going to have more than thirty music acts, uh, five stages. They're going to be going throughout the weekend, it's it's just going to be an incredible show. And
1: wow.
2: the, the, our goal was to really you know showcase everything that's great about St. Louis, and this event is going to give us that opportunity to do that.
1: Oh baby, so you are going to announce that on Monday? you sure you don't want to break something on Friday night sports open line or on sports on a Sunday morning or something like that?
2: Oh man, I wish I could. <laughs> uh, gonna, that would be. Now, we're actually going to. That would be a yeah, violation. The first band, yeah. Tomorrow night we're going to leak the first band because okay. they've given us permission that we're going to be able to leak one, and they're a major uh, headlining act. And uh, we actually have five national performing headlining acts that are going to be playing throughout the weekend. Uh, two concerts pre-race, two concerts post-race on Sunday. Uh, it's going to be absolutely amazing.
1: Wow! All right, so I got that. So I got it a they. So it's a band that you're going to leak tomorrow, and <laughs> and there's then some
2: singles. yeah, some singles coming too. So yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. Gotcha. And then, uh, but but a lot of acts. So how many total do do you have all of them confirmed?
2: Yeah, there's more than thirty music acts wow. already confirmed, and. Uh, so we've been working uh, with uh, Kofi Tolman from the Muni. He's been our um, music programmer for this uh, particular event. That's a good one to have. Uh, he's been working. Yeah, he's great. He's been uh, working with the Stewart Family Foundation and the folks from WWT uh, to, to showcase this. Uh, and uh, so he's, you know, it, it's been a really uh, fantastic experience. We've been working on this together for about five months, and he's been doing a lot of heavy lifting, and I really appreciate what he's done. And uh you know, we're we're using this as a showcase of music. We're also gonna be having a big demonstration of STEM and technology and augmented realities uh that worldwide's working on. And then of course the racing. So uh, and then in addition to that, you know, I'm kinda of trying to see what we can do to blow the roof off the place. So we've got a B one bomber doing the flyover, wow. uh skydivers. Uh, fireworks, obviously pyro, you know, and uh, I'm still out there looking for a couple of chainsaw jugglers because we want to oh, make yeah. sure it's exciting all the way around.
1: Yeah, you, know? you, you and your pyro, I know that that's going to be a show. <laughs> uh, well, but you know, that's the th- you made an important point just a moment ago when you said the name David Stewart. I people mm-hmm. should know how many people are in the background on this. I wouldn't say he's in the background. He's certainly right up front, but there are a lot of people backing you on this. This is a major, major endeavor here with the NASCAR Cup Series coming to St. Louis, Chris. It has to feel good to have that kind of backing.
2: Oh, the the community support is just absolutely incredible. Enterprise, you know, Andy Taylor and the folks over there, uh, the folks with uh, Downtown STL and everything they're working through, uh, you know, we, we're getting tremendous corporate support from Centene and MyTech and just so many different companies. When we came up with this concept for the Richard Petty Day, you know, the first person I called was John Bomarito at Bomarito Automotive Group, and he hopped all over that. So there's just so many people that want to see this succeed, and you know, it, it you know on the corporate side, but even on the individual sides. So I, I was at a bar last night, and this guy comes up to me, and we start talking about uh, you know sports in general. Come to find out he works for a major restaurant group that does uh, uh, concessions all across the country, and he said, Hey, even though you don't use our company, I love what you guys are doing for the community and if you need any help, give us a call so i mean that that, that kind of support from that you know all those types of people has been been fantastic and you know I kind of put it in comparison uh, you know Curtis and I were having a conversation the other day we were talking about all this music and all the add on stuff that we're doing, and he said so are you driving the bus on this concert? And I said, well, I said, the way it's kind of working is I'm on the second row of the bus. I've got one hand on the steering wheel and David Stewart and his crew, they're in the front seat and they got their foot on the gas pedal. I said, (laughs) I'm just holding on and trying to aim this thing in the right direction. And that just, you know, that's kind of described as the enthusiasm and we're just, uh, pouring the fuel to this thing, and uh, it's going to be pretty explosive.
1: This is Chris Blair, the general manager of Worldwide Technology Raceway. He mentioned Curtis, Curtis Francois, the owner of the track, and they have put a lot into this, a new infield fan experience or totally reimagined grandstand and concession midway. You're going to have Kenny Wallace in that midway and Speed Freaks, right, doing their, their thing and all, all kinds of stuff going on.
2: Well, there's this other guy that I hope will come over and do a show or two uh, from out that area. Also, um, yeah, we'll see if we can get him over. Right. You
1: know, so, yeah, yeah, let's go. Let's go. <laughs> that's
2: a, that's uh, an invitation. So come on over, Tom. Come
1: on, yeah, I I can do that. I can do that. Uh, KMOX will be a big part of it. And I've mentioned before that I I've partnered with you all and and was part of this. Um, you know, I saw that vision of yours firsthand, and I wanted to be part of it. I just there's there's no doubt about it. I wanted to be on board, and I think that you all have had such a great impact on St. Louis. Can't wait to see this come to fruition. Uh, let me ask you before we go, just a couple of things. One about the racing itself. Do you think and this is for the race fans out there? Just looking at this track, and do you think it's an opportunity? For a surprise, or maybe somebody to pop up and win this race, and you know get their career jump started again—something along those lines. I guess what I'm saying is, I think it's wide open, Chris. I think it's anybody's race.
2: You know, that's one of the things we've seen uh, in the past few years with our uh, truck series race. There's been quite a few surprise winners, and the other one thing I look at with uh, our race, and you take a look at the number of great racers who've won. Um, in the Truck Series that are now racing in Cup, you may see a, a Bubba Wallace or a Cole Custer or someone like that surprise everybody because they have the experience on this racetrack. Or you know, even Ross Chastain, who's doing fantastic, he's won in our venue. Christopher Bell has won there. So there's a lot of great racers racing in the Cup Series that are gonna have an advantage because they've raced here recently. And more importantly, since we did the resurface back in 2017, uh, that's gonna play into this for a lot of the drivers. So. You know the new Cup car is really playing into the hands of a lot of the uh, smaller teams. Uh, take a look at what Daniel Suarez is doing in Front Row Motorsports with Ross Chastain. I mean, they're they're really performing, and there's some, there's some opportunities for some underdogs. And I think the knowledge of our racetrack it may play into the overall decision of who wins this race.
1: Interesting. Christopher Bell was part of the Garage Happy Hour sponsored by Bombardier Automotive Group. It was great. You mentioned Ross Chastain; he's won twice. Uh, this year. He's having a really, really nice year. Uh, It's going to be fun. Before we go, um, a couple of things. One, how do you get tickets? Uh, Curtis, we had him on the air yesterday, and he said that it's very likely going to sell out. There are, however, still tickets left. What's the best way to get them and to kind of view the different packages? Because we've got time. I mean, it's not a lot of time, but you have time. It's June 5th.
2: Yeah, well, here's what i want to tell everybody. Go to www.traceway.com, or you can go to com. But I'm telling you, the best thing, what you need to do now before we announce this musical lineup, um, you probably want to try to get your tickets by Monday. Oh, that's a good and point. I'm just saying, once that comes out, midday Monday, uh, it's going to be a huge rush when you see this music lineup. And uh, you know, so that's going to be really, really key. And the one thing I want to emphasize, all of these music acts that we're adding, We didn't add anything to the price of the race ticket. This is a bonus. We know we're going to sell out, and we're doing this because we want the show to be better. We want to give more value for our fans. But those tickets, those last few tickets that we have, are going to go fast, and it's going to happen. Uh, early next week, I'm hoping we should be announcing a sellout.
1: How about these guys? So they're they're putting on a race, and then they decide, well, we'll put a music festival in there as well. I mean, that is just awesome. Uh, again, wwwtRaceway.com to get tickets. That starts with the Hauler Parade and Ballpark Village Fan Fest, NASCAR Cup Practice, Camping World Truck Series, Toyota 200 Truck Race. Thrills and Throttles, Pit Road Party, and Concert. Enjoy Illinois 300 on Sunday. It is a big, big weekend. I want to ask you before you go, because I'm going to transition into this next segment. You are from Kentucky. Tomorrow is Mm -hmm. a big day in your state. Uh, It is a big day in my life. My grandma, who grew up um, in Kentucky and also in in Portsmouth, Ohio, it's where uh, she was born. Um, My whole life, when it came to the first Saturday in May, was to be with my grandma to be as a family watching the kentucky derby tomorrow's a huge day what was it like in your life and and does it still give you the sort of magic feeling
2: oh yeah it does you know i grew up in eastern kentucky but you know i lived in lexington for many years actually lived in louisville for a while and it that was the thing you really did not plan a whole lot that particular weekend because all your friends were having parties and it was it captured the whole state for you know for even for weeks leading up to it we'd watch what was happening at Keeneland we kind of gave us a preview of who's who to keep an eye on and who to get ready for and it is a tremendous day and you know when they sing my old kentucky home we all get choked up you know much like right before the indianapolis 500 when they play uh, home again in indiana it's the same thing in kentucky with the derby so uh, yeah it's always one of those great things one of those great events and I hate to tell you, I've never been to the actual derby. I've been to all the parties and derby festival and everything around it, but it's still on my bucket list to actually go and uh, and actually see the race in person.
1: I'll go with you. I only went once. I was a, a senior in college. so As you know, I went to Indiana University, a short drive to Louisville. I went. We were in the infield. I drank a lot, and I I think the race flew by. You hardly knew that anything was going on. We bet on the horses, but it was an unbelievable party. So I kind of want to do it right. You know, I want to, I want to really, really do it up.
2: One of my best friends went when we were, uh, we were in high school and. He did the same thing. He did the, uh, the infield experience, and he may have been overserved and done some underage stuff. But he said the only horse he saw was on I-64 when he was driving home. So he said he had a pretty good
1: time. Yeah, it is, it's uh, a great party, yeah. no doubt about it. Well, I'm looking forward to it uh, tomorrow without question. And, uh, Chris Blair, it's great to, to visit with you as always. I, I, you, when you have an event like that, you call it the Derby. You know what that is. You know what Indy is. Yeah. You know what Daytona is. You know what Talladega is, Darlington. When, you, when you're when you in the racing world, you know what those are. I do hope that people circle St. Louis for years and years and years based on what you're about to do and what you're going to do for many years. I think this is an incredibly exciting time for St. Louis sports, but really for the region in general. This is a, a rebirth of that area as well. People have no idea what an impact this can make on a region and the Metro East for the first time is about to get a taste of the big time. And it's going to be a lot of fun, Chris.
2: Yeah. My goal is when they leave, everybody's going to call it the St. Louis spectacle because we want to make a spectacle out of how to promote, how to have a great time and really just uh, give the, get the fans enthused about racing again.
1: Let's go. Awesome. Appreciate it very much. Thanks for joining me tonight and enjoy the games tonight, both blues and Cardinals.
2: All right, buddy. I'll do it. Take
1: care. There he is, Chris Blair, General Manager, Worldwide Technology Raceway. The Enjoy Illinois 300 NASCAR Cup Series coming to St. Louis for the first time. Long time coming on June 5th. We'll be back with more preview of the Cardinals, the Blues. However, on the flip side of this break, the Kentucky Derby. Next.
4: News Radio, AMOX, the home of the Cardinals.
1: Well, all eyes will be on Churchill Downs tomorrow for the Kentucky Derby. Tom Ackerman back with you. We'll get to Cardinals pregame at 820, Cardinals and Giants at 915. The Blues getting set to take on the Wild in a little less than an hour. It is an exciting time to be here in St. Louis, no doubt, but not far from here. A short drive to Louisville, Kentucky is where we find reporter Ed Peak.
2: For the first time in three years, the Kentucky Derby will run without limited seating. A crowd of more than 150,000 is expected at Churchill Downs late Saturday afternoon. A full field of 20 will go to post with Zandon, trained by Chad Brown, breaks from post 10, the 3-1 to one morning line favorite. Epicenter is the second choice at 7-2. to Trained by the nation's winningest trainer, Steve Asmussen, winless in 23 Derby starts. Hall of Fame trainer, 80. Six year old D. Wayne Lucas has four Derby wins since 30 to 1 long shot, Ethereal Road to the gate.
1: All right, thank you, Ed. And Zandon, the early 3 1 favorite, breaks, as he said, from the number 10 post. That has produced the second most winners with nine. Think about these 20 eager Colts breaking from the starting gate in front of a full house. Things are going to get interesting. The biggest question is can they handle running a mile and a quarter? in front of the biggest crowd they will ever see and hear. You think uh, Enterprise Center will be rocking, and it will. How about 150,000 people dressed to the nines, jammed into Churchill Downs, post-time 5.57 Central Time. It is going to be something else. The winner uh, maximum security in 2019 was disqualified for interference. Remember when that happened? 2020. There were no fans allowed because of the pandemic. Last year, Bob Baffert disqualified uh, because his horse flunked a post-race drug test. So Baffert, the Hall of Fame trainer, a record-tying six victories, banned this year from Churchill Downs. That's a story. It's going to be a fascinating day, no doubt about it, at the Derby. I have not yet picked... A favorite. I think I'll do it on Twitter. Is I need I just to to be honest with you, I need to do a little more homework before I can safely pick who my uh picks are, who I want to win, my exact and I usually do a, a try or two. So I'll take a look at that, no doubt. And I'll be over at Fairmont tomorrow if you want to run into me. I'm gonna I'll put down a, a few bucks here and there on the Derby. The Kentucky Derby runs tomorrow. Exciting time in sports, without a doubt. I don't know that it's going to be a fast pace, but with 30% chance of morning showers, there's still just a lot of unknown. The forecast tomorrow, there's a chance for a little rain in the morning, and then it's going to be cloudy and cool. So we'll see. In San Francisco, it's 57 degrees, and the wind is blowing out to center field at 14 miles per hour. What will that mean tonight for Alex Cobb? What will it mean for Jordan Hicks? We'll take a look at the Cardinals and the Giants pregame at 820, first pitch at 915. What a night for sports. I'm Tom Ackerman, back after the news on KMOX.